The Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. All right, Chris, is your brain ready to go with this one? It's whirring up to speed as we speak. <laughs> so what that grinding noise is. Now, today, I, I, I want to throw one at you that I, I know a lot of people have struggled with and, and will for a long, long time, and, and hopefully will continue to struggle with. Um, in the Bible, we're told to be servants. And there's also, I mean, this may be a, you sort it out, um, slaves are told to obey their masters. Now, slavery is something that we abhor as a culture now, despite the fact that churches and the groups used to be heavily involved in slavery back in the day. And, yes. you know, culturally, it's not the sort of thing we can sort of go, oh, we're clean from that. You know, that's not. There's a lot of apologizing needed and all that sort of stuff. Slavery bad. Servanthood Good. What's the difference? Slaves don't get a lot of say. Servants servants tend to badmouth their masters, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Right. Um, Also, I think the terms as we understand them are probably different biblically. I mean, there is a a tradition of slavery in the Old Testament, Mm. which was actually quite a temporary affair. Um, people were sold to pay debts. And, right. and so you, know, you could end up working for somebody to pay off a debt and you were basically their slave. You had to do right. everything they, they asked you to do and it was quite demeaning. But there was always a time limit and then you went back to not being a slave. Okay. Um, All right. All right. Which was, you know, to our way of thinking, is, is a really odd way of doing things. I don't know. If you've worked in the fast food industry, I think we can all understand how that feels. Well, yes. Okay. So perhaps it's not as... (laughs) It's a uh, different name for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Indentured servitude. Anyone with an arts degree. uh... (laughs) Uh, So so slavery was a temporary thing. Yeah. And I think our our past is is coloured by, you know, the uh, American slave trade, which again was according to historians, overshadowed by the European slave trade. And the English slave about. trade. And the, yeah, everybody yeah. the Dutch and everybody's yeah. slave trade. Um, and, and Australia, of course, has a wonderful tradition of slave trade from the, the islands above us. And Yes. Um, and the way we treated ethnic minorities who oh, came to Australia, the, yeah. the Chinese and, yeah. and various people. We've treated all, all of those people very well um, <laughs> yeah. um, for slaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think... It, it's left a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. But interestingly enough, the Bible actually not only calls us to be servants mm. of God, mm-hmm. but servanthood is only the beginning. Mm. Now, Paul said, you know, servants are those people who have just got on board. Right. The, real, the real followers of God are slaves. Wow. And, and to our way of thinking, that's like, you know, come on, let's... let's Let's get back to the King James Version and erase some important parts of the Bible because I don't like the sound of that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
in in essence, I guess, giving your life over to Jesus mm. to actually place Him in charge of your life requires that humility, not just of servanthood, but of a slave wow. who, who yeah. says, "My life is entirely." Wholly in your hands, someone else's can control. Yeah, and that's basically what slavery is. Yeah, and that's what God ultimately asks us for. Wow. The only, the only good thing about that is he's the best slave owner we'll ever know. Yeah, um, and I mean, even the word slave owner just sounds wrong. Just sounds right. It does, doesn't it? Doesn't, yeah, but but yeah, he he, we could not do better with our lives than have him. As, as our owner in yeah. slave terms, I yeah. guess. It's nice to have a slave owner, again, using that phrase inappropriately, but who is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-loving, yeah. all-caring. And uh, I, I guess if you are a slave of somebody who completely and totally loves you and cares about you, that makes slavery yeah. feel very, very different, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think what's this struck me during the week, um, my, my wonderful wife and I were having a Bible reading session and we'd, we were doing this whole thing and uh, I, I'm sure she had something to do with it, uh, bringing up the bit from, I think it's Ephesians 5, where it's talking about wives, submit to your husbands, love your wives and, um, and all this sort of stuff, as Christ loved the church. And there's this relationship thing. And we, we were discussing it. We kind of thought that basically what the wives and the husbands are asked to do it's pretty much exactly the same thing. Yes. We're asked to be totally servants of each other. And then we sort of thought, what would happen? And seriously, if you think about this for a moment, what would happen if every single human being in the world became a servant of every other human being in the world? If our prime minister, our premier, our local doctor and bank manager, if you've got a local bank manager, the local shopkeeper, the local kids at the local school, if they were all servants and were all serving you and you were serving them, there would be no downtrodden. There would be no underclass. Everyone would be equal. There would be pure, true egalitarianism. Yes, and we'd starve to death. Why? Well, because it might... <laughs> You're a cynical man. <laughs> my, my immediately thought... My immediate thought when you said that yeah. was the fact that nobody's ever going to get out of a doorway. After you. No, after you. After <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. No, after you. The world called? would come to a standstill. The Christian pizza box where you've got a Christian gathering and there's a piece of pizza sitting in the box and everyone's going, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. And it goes cold and you throw it out. It's like, what's the reason I'm eating it? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That never happens when I'm um, around, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so at, at, at its absurd end, I guess that would... But I think... Um, yeah, the idea that, and because this is, I think, the the whole idea of this wife submit to your husbands, husbands mm. treat your wife. So it's the fact that I think as as Western-orientated people, we're, we're looking for the bottom line, which is, come on, who's the boss? Yeah. Whereas that's not what it's trying to tell us at all. It's trying to say, your partners, nobody's the boss yeah. except yeah. the big one. Yeah, yeah. And there's also that question, and in, in a more general global sense, I guess, like, like if you say, you know, if everybody is your servant and you are everybody else's servant, the question is always at the back of your head, what are you getting out of this? What am I, what am I giving up to do this? And, that's that, and I think that, that goes back to the Garden of Eden. Is that really what God said? Did yes. God really say you should serve each other? Did he really? Or are you just going to become a doormat? Yes. And it's that, that's that little snake hiss in the back going, no, don't, don't help that lady carry her stuff to the car because you've got other things to yes. do. You know, you'll we'll be late, to, you know. You'll be late, yeah, yeah. And then you'll be in trouble and then it'll be your fault. And, you know, and there's, yeah. 
there's always that you stop serving. I think we stop serving because we're afraid of what it's going to do to us instead yes. of just serving. And it's interesting that it's not, and I, I think this is probably a really bad thing. I'd never thought of it this way before, but it, it's not that we're afraid of what God will do to us. No. It's no. always other people. Yeah, it's other, it's, yeah, other yeah. people who, who should be serving us, yes. who we should be serving. One of the things that I like that you've mentioned a number of times in other places is that the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit and all these things that God says, you know, do this, do this, these things that I give you to do, they're not for you. They're for others. That's right. Definitely. Yes. And we forget that. We sort of go, oh, look what I can do. But mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Look what you can do, not for you. <laughs> and we forget that. Yeah. And I think that's that same snake. Yes. And, and, and even if, I guess, even if you're humble enough to, to recognize that, you know, it's not about you. There's always the next step, which is, you know, I'm, I'm helping people. I, I, I feel really good because I'm helping people because mm. I'm healing people. And then you've got to, no, hang on, I can't heal people. It's not me. It's not me. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even that it's for, yeah. it's for me. It's not even me that's doing it. No, no, exactly. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, people who have a, a revelation of that mm. uh, uh Often the most powerful and influent influ- people who have a lot of clout, <laughs> and I, th- I think there's and the, the the thing yeah as you're saying that the two sides of that that come in if you spend your life as a servant if you were to constantly serve and constantly be helping others two things happen one you feel fantastic about it your life does take on this feeling of serving. And then that becomes about how you feel and then it turns into this thing about how fabulous you are for being such a wonderful servant and all of a sudden you run aground and you've lost it. Yes. You know? Or the other thing is that people start to take advantage of you and you start to feel that you're being taken advantage of. And this, this is the, my mum and dad were having this argument. Argument? Discussion. No, they don't argue. They're too old. Um, but this discussion about giving money to the guy on the street. And, ah, yes. And, yeah. you know, but isn't he just going to go and use it to, to buy alcohol? You know, that's always, I'd give him five bucks, but, you know, he's just going to go and buy cigarettes there, you know. And my mum said, so what? Mm. That's not your choice, that's his. Your choice is to give and to serve. What others do with your servanthood, that's their problem. Yes. And I think that's one of those really thorny issues to come to as well. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, I, and I think that's also on a case-by-case yeah. Basis. I, mm. I don't think you can, because um, I've I've tried this, and in some ways it works. In that, um, in the early days of pastoring the church, the church phone, which we had a church phone back then, um, <laughs> would ring constantly with people asking for money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was always a sucker, and and it's like, oh well, yeah, I'm shot. Sure, don't know what we can do, but let's let's do something. And so yeah. you know that. Th- 20 people had ring in a week and they'd all get a dollar. <laughs> and one day, Vicky said to me, she said, look, you've got to stop this. You've got to decide, you know, we, we've got to do some good. One dollar spread out like that isn't doing anybody any good. No. We need to actually make a decision as to who we're going to help and actually really do, do something it? meaningful yeah. for yeah. those people. Yeah. And so on, on, a, on a broadest charitable scale, yeah. we've actually narrowed down uh, um, who we support hmm. and have attempted to support them with something that is really valuable and powerfully yeah as a result yeah. but i think that's probably the only way you can make a, a a blanket yeah um sort of determination of hmm. what you're going to do i think in the mo- you've got to be in the moment you see somebody on the street you've actually got to check your heart and say well look, 
um, what am I going to do in this situation? Because yeah. the other side is, is God sitting there going, that guy needs your help mm. now. You've never met him, never been here. He needs your help now. You've got to be able to hear that voice too, don't you? That's a scary voice, yeah. that one. And yeah. I've had numbers of people, uh, especially after the service on Sundays, mm. um, uh, people will bring people who have come in off the street who, who want money. Mm. And I'll often talk to them for any, any time up to half an hour. And I have given people money from $20 to $100 mm. out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say pretty much every single person I have given it to has sworn that they are going to pay me back. <laughs> yeah. And I can count yeah. the number of people who have done that on the stub of my left wrist. Does it stop you giving? No. Does it stop you serving? No. Right. And I don't even feel bad about being taken advantage of. And I, yeah. All right. Well, well let, let's let's see if we can actually put this into practice. I'd rather we got other people to. Put <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can somebody else? <laughs> I'll just be humble. Can somebody else, else can yeah, do the I'll work. Get, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that what that means? <laughs> All right, so we all want to be servants. Let's assume that we want to be servants. How do we how do we actually go about that? How do we actually put others first always? That's a tall order always. Let's start with most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's easy. All it's right, all right, all right, all right. I, I, I mean, a, a great one, and I think it's, it's misused. I mean, we're told mm. what to seek first, and it's the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, we're given instruction. I mean, Jesus is a great example. We're right. actually called to be like him, mm. which is really unfortunate because... He, yeah, he had an advantage yeah. being God and stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, he knew what he was doing as well. And, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, he cared about people, I'm sure, more than I do. Mm. Um, and that's probably true. <laughs> I know it is for me, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's, that's our, our key. Mm. I don't think it's so much focusing on what we should do for others. I, I, I love the question. I've heard you you ask it a number of times, and I think it's key, is to ask, you know, what would God do in this situation? Mm. What would Jesus do? Uh, to coin a phrase. Yeah. Um, well, there's a funny story about those bracelets. Got the T-shirt, got the bracelets, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. That in... The what in, would Jesus do bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. were the most stolen... Uh, <laughs> Item out of Kurong in, yeah. in, the, in the city yeah, that's uh, when good. they were that's popular. Which yeah. I'm thinking is yeah, extremely ironic. It's, but, that was the what would Jesus shoplift one, yes. I think. Yeah, they were very popular too. Yeah, um, <clears throat> And so I, I think that it's, yeah, this ability that we can have, and, I, and it requires this, this whole idea of humility, I think, mm. is not to decide what we think is best, but to actually have that attitude what would God think was best in this situation? Mm. What would, would God allow himself to be taken advantage of for this? Mm. Was God's generosity going to overturn my natural biases towards not giving somebody something or mm. thinking that that's disgusting and they're in my way or that mm. I'm in a hurry and I've got to ignore them because all of these things that crowd in us, if we can mm. actually elevate that thought <clears throat> just above those things, I think we will yeah. find it that we are more often generous than not. Yeah. I think that there was one thing that really struck me. There was a great little newsboy song that I, was the entertaining angels and from the passage in the Bible that without knowing it, some of you have entertained angels. Yeah. And I love the idea of walking down the street and the homeless person sitting there with their cup out is an angel. I think that mm. would change the way we see the whole world. 
Yes, I, I think it's, it's very good. I like that. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions. 